This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. On 2NURFM 103.7, we're talking travel with Travel World on King. Barry Warwick, you've got something special for us today. We're going cruising. Uh, yes, Jane, I thought we'd take you, rather than the big ships that we normally talk about, and uh, there's certainly some mega liners around at the moment, um, I thought we'd go to the opposite end of the, the scale. Now, I touched on the uh, Windborne uh, yachts last week uh, with the, the sails and that. This time we're going far down to a smaller yacht, uh, and they're called the Sea Dream Yachts. Now, they cruise um, not only in the uh, Caribbean, but also around the um, Mediterranean and there's some beautiful ports of call. Because the ships are smaller or the yachts, I should refer to them as yachts, are smaller, they get into a lot of ports that the major vessels can't get into. Um, and we're starting to see this with cruising now that a lot of ships are, are calling in ports that previously uh, ships never called at, uh, just to, to give a different experience and um, I guess become more... Well, I shouldn't say this, but like the bus trip, you know, calling into different places so that you you have more to do and see. But these Sea Dream yachts are something that are really special. Um, are they yachts with sails? They're not yachts with sails. They're motorised yachts. Um, they were refitted. They've been around for a little while, but they were refitted. They had a complete redesign and refit in January 2002. Um and they were built around about 1984-85. So they've, they've been around for a little while, but they have been certainly made uh, luxurious uh, in that that time in that refit. Their gross tonnage is 4,300 tonnes, so you can imagine that this is substantially less than the, the megaliners that you, you know, like the... The one that was in port the other day, uh, Pacific Princess, it's 30,000 tonnes and it's a small ship. So you can imagine that this is a tenth of the size of that ship. Um, as a consequence of this, their market is totally different to the one, the normal cruising. They only take 100 passengers. Um, they don't have the entertainment that you would normally have on a, a cruise ship, but they do have beautiful food um, and they... Um, appear in the Condé Nast uh, books, as, you know, as th that show what the rating of food is. Um, they also uh, have things like um, bicycles that when you go ashore, you can actually do bike riding. Um, it's just a totally different um, different style of holiday. When you go swimming, you can go swimming off the back or scuba diving off the back of the yacht. Um, so... They are a, a really nice um, a vessel to be on. They also have, inclusive in the tariff, is all your meals, not only all your meals, but all your drink as well. Now, you do pay additional if you wanted, um, you know, a specific champagne or, a, um, you know, some of the, the very upmarket drinks. Um, but generally, all food and beverages included. Um, they're one of the few vessels, I think they are the only vessel that have actually um, been registered by the Thai Massage Association. So um, they they have spa treatments on board that uh, to really get you uh, that luxurious feel. A beautiful yacht, something different. and um, A bit of the personal touch. There. And a bit of the personal touch. And, I mean, the fact that you can go jet skiing off the back of the boat, you can go 
bike riding when you get into port. They're things that other cruise ships just don't offer. Because there's 100 passengers, it's got that small... Uh, you know, intimate feeling. Uh, there's plenty of uh, space for people to wander around and, and enjoy and relax. It has a beautiful library. Uh, so it's just for those that want that really special holiday. Now, it cruises the Mediterranean, or they cruise the Mediterranean. Whereabouts? Cruise, cruise the Mediterranean. Just some of the ports of call. Uh, they go to Nice, Venice, Istanbul, uh, into Dubrovnik, uh, Athens, Alexandria in Egypt, uh, Naples. Um, Seville, um, you've got uh, Rome in there as well, uh, Tenerife. Uh, s- then in the Caribbean, you've got uh, San Juan, ba- Barbados, St. Thomas. Um, so, you know, uh, it's a really a nice nice destinations Some to go wonderful to. wonderful ports of call. And that's, yeah, it's a taste of the Caribbean, a taste of the Mediterranean. Something that we would all like to do. And be looked after well while we're doing it. That's right. Pampered, I think, is the word. Hey, sounds great. We're talking travel with Travel World on King on 2NURFM Easy 103.7 and Barry Warwick. We're heading to London and somewhere special to stay in London. Yeah, I think everyone has heard of the Ritz in London, Jane. Um, it's always had this, this wonderful reputation from the when it was first built and um, I think that it is, is now living up to that reputation. There a few years back, it went through a period where it was getting a little bit dowdy and, and I guess traded a little bit on its name. But it's been bought by um, a couple of self-made billionaires, uh, English billionaires, so it's actually returned to uh, English ownership now. And these particular brothers are willing to put in perhaps a little bit more money than the the... the Ritz is ever going to return to them. So it's been lovingly restored um, and it's been beautifully, just beautifully decorated. And certainly it's not cheap to stop there, but it's one of those things that, you know, sometimes we like to spoil ourselves and say, look, I've, I've been to, um, to the Ritz. And um, the bedrooms have been wonderfully restored. So is there space in the bedrooms? There is space. It's, it's, uh, it's actually got larger bedroom, bedrooms than a lot of other hotels in, in London. So, uh, And it's been... The, the building is approximately 100 years old, so um, it's been restored back to that period uh, that you, you get the, you know, the fancy work in the, the archways and the bedrooms and the chandeliers and... Lovely uh, curtains, lovely, drapes. Yeah, lovely drapes and the beautiful old... Furniture, you know, the comfortable old furniture, not um, not not the straight back stuff. Uh, but yes, it's it's a wonderful feeling. Um, they do put on afternoon teas there. Now, I think there's about three different afternoon teas, and I've I've left the prices um, back at work. But um, so you can it, spoil yourself just a little bit. You can in spoil yourself. Degrees. The only trick with it is that you have to book about six months in advance to actually have afternoon tea there. So the secret is out. Everybody knows about the Ritz's Ev- afternoon tea. Everybody knows about the Ritz's afternoon tea, and it is one of the things to be really to be done. Um, and you know, I I think that if you're planning a trip to uh, to London. 
uh, even though, again, that's going to be probably the most expensive meal that you'll ever have. It's just something, again, really nice to do. And, and just sometimes we like to really spoil ourselves. And um, I think that's one of the things in life that, that should be one of those spoiling occasions. So, And, of course, you've got six months of anticipation. You've got, and, and that's half the, the joy of travelling, you know, is, is actually looking forward to uh, what you're going to do and the planning. Um, I used to think that it was a great idea to surprise my wife, but I've, I've learnt with age that uh, it's nice to just actually anticipate and, and do that planning together to get there. Um, but getting back to the Ritz, which I haven't taken her there yet either. So, uh, but one day, you know, you you can also dine there um, for the you know your evening meal, and and again, the food is wonderful, uh, the surroundings are wonderful, and the service is is wonderful. So, just one of those places that one should make an effort to really um, really do something yeah. uh, in one's lifetime I guess. Enjoy a bit of luxury and put on the Ritz that's part of our vocabulary too these days. That's right I mean it's famous for that and, and it, it, I, I suppose that's its best uh, advertising is the the song uh, putting on the Ritz and it still crops up now even though that's a fairly old song as well. Mm, yes the concept's renewed on 2NURFM Easy 103.7 we're talking travel and Barry Warwick from Travel World on King you've got some Hot deals for us today. Yep. Jane, just two today. I just thought that um, going on with the Ritz and, and giving people the opportunity to um, actually uh, enjoy, take, it. enjoy mm. it, yes, mm. take advantage of it. Um, there's a, we've got a special that is only applicable to Australia and New Zealand, uh, and the rate is £300 a double occupancy. Now, that includes Superior King accommodation, English breakfast, uh, includes the VAT and uh, early check-in and late check-out when available. So if um, if they're not so full at that time, you can enjoy a late uh, a late check-out. Now, one thing that I didn't mention in the the last segment was that it's the only hotel that has the um, you know the by appointment of His Royal Highness the Prince of Wales. Uh, suppliers of banqueting and catering services. So it's it's actually got a royal endorsement and is the only hotel in London to do so. So uh, that special is valid until the 31st of December 2005 and, you know, it's subject to availability. They don't let all rooms out at that price, but certainly if you do want to um, experience it and you're going out, heading over there in the next couple of months, it's something worthwhile to take advantage of. When you talk about king accommodation, is that does that refer to the size of the bed that, or to the way you're treated? I think both. <laughs> so, definitely to the bed, but yes, I think that you would certainly feel as if you're treated like a king there. Um, now, the, moving on to the, uh, the other special, uh, it's on our Great Barrier Reef. It's a two-for-one special. Now, it's uh, valid for only... Uh, certain departures um, and they are the 18th, uh, 25th, 28th of October, the 1st of November and the 4th of November. Now these sailings go uh, Cairns, Lizard Island, Cairns, um, Townsville, Cairns and um, so it just depends on, on what date as to what the, um, the cruise is. And what kind of boat is this on? Um, 
this is on a small one. It's on the Coral Princess. And again, it's just a really nice way to see, again, a small vessel, um, keeping in theme with our, our first segment, uh, gets into the smaller ports and, um, it's certainly a nice way to see the Barrier Reef uh, uh, rather than certainly for the, from the bigger ships. Um, it's valid, again, for only Australian and New Zealand citizens only, uh, based on twin share occupancy, and um, it's not valid for sole use, unfortunately. But, uh, so take uh, a friend. So take a friend. Yeah, this is the opportunity to find a friend, I guess, and take along with you uh, and say, look, I'll give you a free, free cruise. Say that to my wife, see how I go. Um, and um, it's not valid with any other special office that may be on at that particular time, but certainly it's a really nice way to see the Barrier Reef, and uh, it's always better to see the Barrier Reef that, you know, when it's up um, close and from a small vessel. Again, you get that small, intimate uh, feeling and passengers make their own fun and it's getting to know people perhaps a little bit more than on the larger cruises and a good deal and a good deal yeah. and that's talking travel for today thank you barry warwick from travel world on king and we'll be talking travel again next friday after the one o'clock news here on to nurfm easy 103.7